Hello, teacher friends, and welcome to episode number 114 of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, your self-proclaimed anytime piano teacher friend, and I just wanted to let you know how happy I am that you are joining me today. I'm going to tell you a funny story first. Are you ready? We're going to talk today about transfer students. And I have been trying to get to this episode since the start of 2023, but I kept um, finding new things to talk about. (laughs) Well, just a couple of weeks ago, I clicked over to listen to Nicola Canton on the Vibrant Music Teacher podcast, and guess what her topic was? (laughs) Transfer students! So, I mean, this is life in content creation world. Like, I immediately just threw my hands over my face, and I was like, oh, shoot, I waited too long. I can't do my transfer student episode so close to hers. (laughs) But here's the magic. You know what? (laughs) As I listened to her episode, I felt an immediate swell of relief because Nicola took a completely different take on the subject than I am offering. And this is something that I tell teachers who book consultations with me all the time. We need to stop assuming that our contributions are unoriginal or unappreciated or anything else. It is true that there is really nothing new under the sun at this point, but it is also true that your perspectives contain value. So, needless to say, after you finish listening to me talk about my evaluation criteria for transfer students, go over to episode 232 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast for some very solid advice as to specific pianist goals that you should be evaluating in your transfer students. And seriously, you guys, stop being so quick to assume that other people share your same understanding of our work. (laughs) They don't. Student music teacher world needs more of us to step up and share so that we can keep spinning out fresh ideas. Okay? (laughs) All right. I'm coming down off my soapbox now. All right. I do have one more quick tangent before we tackle transfer students, (laughs) because I wanted to tell you about a recent experience I had and the change it inspired. I have to start by giving props to the incredible group of teachers I had who opted in to my first VIP group for the Studio Foundations course. We had a series of meetings that just lit me up in the best possible ways. Well, during one of our meetings, someone mentioned a specific piece that one of her students was struggling with. So I pulled it up on my screen, and together we began using some of the principles they'd been learning in the course to examine how she could better introduce this piece. So we talked about ways to help the student find the true rhythmic groove of the piece, ways to enhance their lyricism, ways to keep them interested in the piece, the whole nine yards. 
Well, friends, that conversation had me jazzed for like 48 solid hours. I just couldn't stop thinking about how much fun I had with it. There was something as simple as it was about looking at a specific piece of music and working through it live with other teachers, hearing their ideas, workshopping my own ideas. It was just this whole new level of camaraderie, and I was immediately on a mission to figure out how to do more of that. I started to think about how I could host a group to do that every month, and then it hit me. (laughs) Face palm, I already have a group of teachers that I meet with every month. (laughs) So if you don't know, I host the kindest group of teacher friends over on a site called Patreon. And on the last Friday of each month, we have the best music teacher chat on the internet. I'm serious. Fight me on that one. (laughs) Our conversations are always built around timely questions and concerns (laughs) and what I jokingly declare our monthly airing of grievances. (laughs) Well, starting this month, we are going to start including this feature that I am calling Teachers Teaching Teachers, (laughs) TTT, because I love an acronym. The premise of TTT is really simple. I am going to choose a piece of elementary repertoire and we are going to dissect it together with our teacher brains. (laughs) We'll discuss things like how to introduce the piece, how to tackle challenges involved, etc, etc, etc. If you are looking for a way to up your teaching game and gain inspiration from a proven group of knowledgeable teachers, All you have to do is join the Patreon community for $6 a month. You can jump in and out at any time, but I will be honest, I will be very shocked if you didn't find the value worth $6 for your month. Anyway, if you're interested in checking out that series, we'll be holding our first round of Teachers Teaching Teachers on Friday, February 24th at 11 o'clock a.m., That's Eastern time. I'm starting with a piece that I imagine pretty much all of us are familiar with. And if you're curious what that piece is, just send me a message and I'll let you in on the secret. Links to contact information, how to join that community, and lots of other goodies can be found in the show notes for this episode at christinawhitlock.com slash episode 114. All right, that was a lot of suspense leading up to our discussion of transfer students, but here we finally are. Transfer students, of course, are students who are coming into your studio after having studied somewhere else already. Transfer students can be amazing, especially when you are in a position where most of your students are beginners Transfer students can be a huge breath of fresh air because they bring with them a whole level of experience. Of course, that whole level of experience is a total mystery, which can also make transfer students a unique challenge. Some of us teachers love transfer students. Others avoid them at all costs. (laughs) 
(laughs) It really depends on how much work you are willing to do to help someone adapt to your style of teaching and your technical expectations. Because, let's face it, transfer students always seem to show up with some pretty interesting physical approaches to the instrument. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Regardless, let's start at the beginning. As in, even before we agree to take a transfer student on in the first place. Personally, My goal is to always prioritize maintaining positive relationships with the teachers in my local area. And for this reason, I never want to be considered a student stealer or anything of the like. My personal policy is that I will not consider a transfer student while they have an active relationship with another local teacher. If a family wants to transfer into my studio, they need to end that relationship with their current teacher before I will discuss bringing them on. Now, you, of course, are welcome to have a different policy, (laughs) but I did just want to throw out this reminder that you are often in relationship with your local teacher colleagues for much longer than you are with your student families. So it really pays to build those local relationships. And I have just always found that there are plenty of students to go around. I always interview new transfer students and their families before accepting them into the studio. However, to avoid awkward situations, there are plenty of things I like to find out before even offering the interview. Here's a list for you. Before scheduling an interview, you want to establish the student's background. How many years have they studied and who have they studied with? You want to take note here of how forthcoming or not they are in sharing this information because there are some red flags that can pop up here if you pick up on like a reluctance to answer those questions. You also need to find out about their home instrument. It is very easy to assume that transfer students have a proper instrument at home, but you know what they say about assumptions. (laughs) Next, and very importantly, you need to learn why they left their previous teacher. You are typically going to get transfer students for one of two reasons. Number one, they are unhappy with their current or past teacher, or number two, they lost their previous teacher. That might have been because of a move or a death or some other kind of significant life change that was beyond their control. It's important to recognize that both of those scenarios have significant challenges for you. It's very important that you find out why a student is transferring to you so you can make an educated decision as to whether or not this is a good fit. If they were unhappy with their previous teacher, you need to find out why. Because they might hold expectations that do not suit your teaching either. If they lost their previous teacher in a matter that was outside their control, 
and they have been left feeling kind of stranded, well, (laughs) I hate to say it, but you have your work cut out for you. (laughs) I love being the piano teacher who helps turn a previously negative experience into a good one. (laughs) That's a real sweet spot for me. (laughs) It brings me a ton of joy. But Those students who come to you with a beloved past piano teacher already up on that pedestal, (laughs) those are tough. Students can feel a real fierce sense of loyalty to their music teachers. (laughs) Just ask any school, band, or choir teacher who has come in and taken the place of a previous director. (laughs) Students can be very slow to embrace a new musical mentor. It's kind of crazy. Don't get me wrong, I'm always up for the challenge, but it is important to recognize it as a challenge. Last thing before the interview here. It's important to leave yourself an out. And what I mean is, if you do end up scheduling an interview, make it clear that you are going to meet You are going to run some casual assessments. You're going to speak to the adults involved. And you are going to get back to them later that week about potential openings or scheduling talk. Now hear me. This is really solid advice, friends. (laughs) Making it clear that you will not be making a decision at the actual interview saves you from having to turn them down face-to-face in front of the student themselves. Even if you are so sure that you are going to love this family and say yes, just do yourself a favor and leave yourself the out. Schedule the interview and say, I'll be able to let you know on such and such a date if I'm able to proceed. For the record, this also spares you the awkwardness if the other family decides that they don't want to study with you. I know, I can't even imagine they would even think of it. Okay, let's assume that you have all of that previous information and you're proceeding to the interview. Let's talk about rules for transfer students in the interview itself. Your number one job during that time is to find out what they know and what they don't. You want to start very basic and then let yourself get more detailed. Do not be afraid to ask very basic information, even if you think they appear to be very far past that. Let me give you a good example. (laughs) I had a transfer student years ago who was a strong little player. She was about 10 years old. She was also a violinist. Her biggest technical hurdle was the fact that she used atrocious fingering, like all the time. She would just choose really wacky fingers to play her passages with. No joke, friends. It took me two months to realize that she didn't know piano finger numbers were different than violin finger numbers. (laughs) Oh my word, I felt like such a dummy. (laughs) I couldn't believe it took me so long to figure that out. I also can't believe I'm confessing this on the internet, (laughs) but whatever. 
(laughs) Seriously, though, your big task in that interview is to try and get a read on what strengths and weaknesses this student has. I've shared before that I see each student as a puzzle, and I just love trying to put their pieces together. (laughs) You know, what motivates them, where they need work, what natural inclinations are there to capitalize on, what lights them up, what makes them shut down, why they respond the way they do. I just seriously love figuring all of those things out. And transfer student interviews are so much fun in that regard. (laughs) Of course, what you see in that first meeting is never exactly what's there, but I always approach it as the beginning of what might be a lifelong relationship. I know our time is ticking and there's still so much more to say, so I'm going to give you a little lightning round of do's and don'ts of transfer student interviews, okay? Here goes. One, do not make judgments about the previous teacher, okay? (laughs) We all have students who have moved away or whatever and left us praying that they forget our name when they meet their next piano teacher. (laughs) I know that sometimes we'll inherit multiple students from a single teacher and it becomes very easy to complain about the things they did or did not learn. But look, it gets you nowhere. (laughs) There's literally nothing you can do about how someone else is teaching, and you're wasting your energy by spinning your wheels on that. There's this old saying that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I just shrug any weak areas off as opportunities for me to help step in and help that student shine brighter. We'll leave it at that. Number two, building on the same idea, if the parent or the student is speaking ill of their previous teacher in the interview, do not fan those flames, okay? (laughs) You can listen, you can do your best to redirect the conversation, but please, please do not contribute to that negativity. It is not respectful of your colleagues in this profession And honestly, it does not reflect positively on you either. The high road definitely pays off here. More importantly, if you have a parent who is really just ranting and raving about issues from the previous teacher, you might want to look at that as a potential red flag and ask yourself if this is the type of person that you want to get into business with. I sure wish I would have known that earlier in my teaching career. Speaking of red flags, here are a few more. Look out for teacher hoppers. You know, those students who have tried every teacher in town. Look out for families who are overly negative or families whose story about the background of their student just seems to keep changing. (laughs) And look out for students who show up with copious amounts of illegally photocopied music. (laughs) None of these have to be deal breakers, but just listen to your intuition, okay? (laughs) Know that each of those things is going to bring its own challenges and could be indicative of something that you may not choose to want to work with. 
I have a lot more to say on the area of red flags and the interview process, so here's what I'm going to do. Next week, we are going to talk about new student interviews, period. All the things that one could or should examine in a new student interview. I've saved several overlapping points that also happen to apply for transfer students uh, for next week. So please consider this list to be continued. And be sure to jump over to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast and listen to episode 232, which works as a lovely companion to this one. Before we wrap up today, grab the glass that's closest to you and let's have a toast. Music teacher friends from all over the world, today I wanted to remind you that the beginnings of our student relationships are really special. How we begin them and who we begin them with has a tremendous impact on all parties involved. I know that my students and their families shape my life, and I also consider myself to be a pretty strong influence on theirs. We need to be thoughtful about the energy that we surround ourselves with, and this includes our studio families. We need to be intentional with our action plans with our students so that we are delivering the best possible service to them. We need to spend time outside of lessons determining what values we want to embody in our studio work and what qualities of musicianship we're going to focus on within the study itself. All of these things impact our work with transfer students. So here we are, once again, giving this work so much more thought than anyone outside of studio teaching will ever know. And for that, I raise my glass in honor of you, my fully committed studio teacher friends. Here, here. Thanks for listening to episode 114, my friends. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at christinawhitlock.com slash episode 114 for details on joining that Patreon community. You are not going to want to miss our first round of Teachers Teaching Teachers. <laughs> Friday, February 24th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. In the meantime, don't be shy. Feel free to send me an email at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com or come find Beyond Measure Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. That's a wrap for today. I will be back on Monday with some words on new student interviews. Onward and upward!